Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to our newest edition of VO Booth Besties. This is VO 101. The goal of this new series is to provide you with current and credible information about getting into the VO industry. There is so much information out there and it can be seriously overwhelming. And we hope to ease your fears or anxiety. Uh, each week we'll have a new topic and we may invite a speaker to join us in discussing the fundamentals of VO and answer your questions. If you have topic ideas or questions you wanna know more about, you can submit them to our website, boothbesties.com, and we'll do our best to include them in our discussion. A quick bit of housekeeping in order to stay on topic and get as many of your questions answered, we're actually going to keep hand-raising turned off. However, the chat will remain open, and this week, JT will be monitoring that. Now, without further ado, let's meet our guest. Over to you, JT. Thank you, NJ. This week, we're super excited to be joined by TikTok sensation Mandy Fisher although you probably know her better as Astoria Redhead. Mandy Fisher is a New York City-based actor with over 15 years of experience in VO. She comes from a theater background and fell into VO by accident, but hasn't looked back. She has a TikTok and Discord dedicated to helping voice actors in various stages of their career learn more about both the business side and performance side. Um, she drinks too much coffee and loves to play with her dog, Rocket. Over to you, NJ. Welcome. We are so glad to have you join us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me and for asking me to join. I am super stoked to be here and hopefully we can debunk some things and just have a great chitty chat about voiceover. We will. And I encourage everyone down below, ping your friends. Um, I'm pinging people even as we're talking. This is going to be a phenomenal discussion. And we really um, would love for as many people to take advantage of having Mandy here with us as we can. So let's just start with simply learning about the industry. Obviously, folks who, you know, they, they need to follow you on TikTok. Um, our discussion today, oh, no, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, I got, I got turned around. Forgive me. <laughs> it happens. Let's try again. So many of us know you. Yes, that didn't happen. Many of us <laughs> know you from your presence on TikTok. And you have not only acquired a fantastic following, but you are really dedicated to using that platform to educate new and working voice actors. How did you even get to that place? How did this come about? That's a great that's a great question. Um, thank you, first of all. I wouldn't, I would not characterize myself as a sensation, but um, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I think it's just, I think it really started with seeing a bunch of people talk about voiceover and not know what they were talking about. And they were saying these things, and I was very confused as to why they were saying these things. And I would notice that they had a huge following and people were listening to these horrible things or wrong things or just factually incorrect things. And it really started to bug me. And so um, I decided to take matters into my own hands, so to speak, and sort of try to counter that and make sure that 
there was some positive information, some factually correct information, um, and try to lead people people to the right resources instead of all of these crazy, terrible, just massively ridiculous things that I was I was seeing and hearing. Um, so it kind of just started out of anger, <laughs> and then. Um, then it kind of just developed into this love of being able to educate and and make sure that people who want to do this, because there's nothing worse in my mind, like there's nothing worse than having this dream, being told that you can do it in this certain way, and then failing miserably because you followed bad advice or you spent money where you shouldn't have, or, you know, you, you just getting totally and completely crushed. And, and that idea really broke my heart. And so I just didn't want that to happen to to people. So that's, that's kind of where well, we are. That's right admirable. Now. And you know what? Anger, fine. Work with that emotion. <laughs> Let it be catalyst because it's working. And, and, and we do call you a sensation. I mean, you have an incredible following, but you also, you have industry, I, I say industry pros, you are an industry pro yourself. You have other credible actors who support what you do too, you know? And I think there's, there's that give and take with it. And so I think that helps as well that you don't fall into that category of just someone who's just spouting off information about voiceover, you know? <laughs> I try not to. I try not to. I mean, it's it's so easy, though, to try to respond to every single, you know, thing that's out there that's just untrue or bad advice. Um but then I feel like sometimes that's giving more attention to the bad thing. And it, it's a balance. It's a fine line. You got to walk. But um, having support from the community is absolutely invaluable. And, and being able to stand with fellow actors and engineers and casting directors and agents and all the people that make it happen um, definitely helps add, you know, fuel to the, the truth fire. Yep. I love that. So you also have a Discord. Now, I am the first to admit, I, I did Discord <laughs> for something completely separate. It was an acapella group. I don't even know. I couldn't cool. get into it. And so, that yeah, sounds fun. It was for a second and I jumped ship. Okay, so <laughs> you, though, you, though, use Discord. Can you tell us a little bit how this ties in? What is, and it's clearly a thing. I, I hear a lot thing. of people. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about it. Uh, well, it, well, it started because someone on my TikTok, um, they were commenting and asking me things on my TikTok and they said, you know, there's not enough room for me to comment all the things I want to ask or say, I wish you had a discord. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So I fell into this rabbit hole one evening learning about discord and learning what it was. And I just kind of set one up sort of on a whim and some people joined like right away and it, it was they were very kind to help me sort of navigate and then I spent an entire evening just sort of brain dumping all of these things um in in my head and common questions that I get and tried to just tried to just make it a space where people could come if they were like oh I have this specific question about audiobooks or I have I want to talk to somebody about my my booth or I want to ask somebody a question about a microphone or, you know, whatever was going on with them. Um, and that's that was the birth. And it's been it's been a almost a year, I want to say, uh, of being on it. I don't even know when I started it, but it but it but it is there because of TikTok. Um, and I, I get a lot of people who join because they they saw it on TikTok or they they 
heard someone else mention it on TikTok. And, and that's, that is also a, a space where I host events. I try to give feedback to people's performances. Um, we have agents and casting directors and sound engineers in that discord. So people are asking f- experts information, you know, for information about the industry from their perspective. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fun time. Very cool. Very okay. All right, JTAB, we got to get on that. We got we've got to <laughs> one more thing added to our checklist. Okay, so now I'm going to say the thing that I started to say at the beginning, which JT's <laughs> going to edit because she's got she's a master editor. So today's topic is what I wish I'd known before starting in voiceover. And oh in this group, we might have people who don't even have equipment. Maybe they do. Maybe they have a demo, don't have a demo. We've got such a great variation. But as you know, sometimes even when you've been in it a minute, going back to the fundamentals never hurts, you know, kind of, you know, going back to the beginning. So let's start with simply learning about the industry. Obviously, folks need to follow you on TikTok. Everyone, if you are not following a story of Redhead on TikTok, please do. But where are other places and again, we've you've mentioned your Discord, but that people <laughs> can learn about VO that are credible. Like, I want to get into VO, but you're right. I can go to YouTube and Google, you know, or I can go to YouTube and put in, you know, how to get into voiceover and you'll get the scammy things. Like, how do people know where to go for credible information? Yeah, it's tough because there is there is just so much out there. And I think, you know, sussing out the red flags is part of is part of the education but i also say like you have to consume a lot of good and bad information and build your own actor's toolbox and to know what works for you and you know the scammy stuff you kind of if your instinct is like oh that sounds not right if that's your instinct then i would say trust your instinct and not necessarily follow you know what is being what is being put out there for you. Um, but I, but I've cultivated a list of, of different types of, of resources. I mean, other actors, other working actors are a great place to start asking them questions and, and just asking, Hey, like, where did you train? Where did you get your information? How did you start learning about voiceover? Because the first Thing that everyone should do if they're interested in having a voiceover career is education. And I mean, it's voice acting and it's not voice acting for, for nothing. Like having an acting foundation is critical. So learning about how to be a good actor, how to analyze scripts, how to emote, learning what triggers you for certain emotions, learning how to control those things, learning how to improvise, because sometimes you will work with a client where you only have three lines and you have a three hour session and they want to hear those three lines a bajillion different ways within that three hours. And if you can't deliver that because you don't have the right tools working for you that you've acquired as an actor, you're fucked. So I say learning and acting, having an acting background and learning the fundamentals of being a good actor is first and foremost. So how do I find a coach and if they're and and figure out if they're a good fit for me? So I'm done my education. I'm following TikToks. I'm on YouTube. I'm doing my research. I'm joining the Facebook groups. I'm doing all the things. Mm -hmm. 
we know coaching is next. We know that is absolutely critical. For but sure. we also know, AB even said this in the chat, there's also predatory coaches. Yeah, you know? lots of so them. So how, how, do, how do we go about that? Yeah, um, also by asking other actors who they are training with. Um, it, it's word of mouth is kind of everything in in the coaching business and sometimes you will meet coaches that you don't necessarily like personally but you like what they have to say professionally um i work with a couple of voice coaches who i wouldn't want to go have coffee with but uh, they're successful and i appreciate their their insights so i continue to <laughs> have sessions with them because i value what they say but not just having one coach necessarily, having a, a multitude, a plethora, if you will, of, of people that you can pick from so that you're getting a well-rounded viewpoint of the industry is really important. I think, you know, if you have two or three different coaches that you can rotate with, um, that's going to serve you a lot better than just having one coach that you, you know, see every week or every month or however often you're able to. Um, but finding them is really is really about trial and error, having, you know, a, a 15 minute conversation with them, learning about them. If they're working in the industry, if they're working actors, that's a really good sign. If they're not, that's going to put you at a disadvantage of learning from them because they're not up to date with the industry standards. They're not going to necessarily know the ins and outs of the industry and how it's changed um, unless unless they're in it, unless they're working in it. But asking asking your fellow actors questions about how to find someone to work with is definitely where I would start. Right. And I think one of the things that, you know, I wish I would have known when I got into the business about the same time as you, about 15 years ago, um, how to find the right coach. I think if someone had told me First of all, find someone who coaches specifically in the genre that you're looking to get coaching in. You know, don't necessarily go to someone who specializes in medical if you're looking for commercial or, <laughs> you know, someone who's coaching in animation if you're not, if you're looking for narration, it's, it's not the same thing. And I think that's where a lot of new people get really derailed and lose a ton of money is predatory coaches and just coaching with the wrong person for sure for sure uh, i mean if you are if you are looking to do audiobooks training with somebody in you know animation is not necessarily going to serve you the best in the best possible way so absolutely finding a coach within the genre or vertical that you are looking to work in is going to help because you're also going to pick their brains about their network and their connections and they who they know within the industry that can help propel you forward. You know, taking workshops with agents and casting directors, with people who are are actively working where you want to work is only going to help you. Definitely. That's the other thing I wish someone had told me. Um, you're not necessarily sure who's reputable and who's not. If they're not going to give you a 15 minute phone call and not charge you for it, probably a red flag. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of uh, the better coaches are involved in workshops and webinars. And it's a whole lot less expensive to join a workshop or a webinar and 
spend some time in front of that coach and see what their style is like, see what their technique is like. And it's kind of like taking them for a test drive. Exactly. So definitely something I wish I'd have known. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> for sure. For sure. NJ, what else do you wish you had known? Oh my goodness. A million things. I think AB had something. Jump in with us, AB. So I was just going to ask, did you have a point in your career like me where you didn't think you needed a coach? Because I think early on in my career, I was like, oh, you know what? These guys are just predatory. Like they just, they all just, every time I ask any question in a voiceover group or a Facebook group, they're like, get a coach, get a coach, get a coach. And they're all coaches. So I was like, they're all just trying to scam me. And and I didn't take it seriously. Did you ever have a point in your career where you felt that way? Or were you always like, man, I'm ready to coach? Hmm. Um, I think for me, it was never, it was, there was never a point where I didn't want further education, but there was definitely a point where I didn't know where the hell to, to find anybody. I mean, have social media has changed the game in terms of being able to just find people and and understand what they do and how they work and who they are as people um that do that door was not necessarily open uh 15 years ago so finding people to work with and having um having just an opportunity to meet people uh was <laughs> was a lot different than it is now and i think being on social media even though yes, I am on it and I use it. I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love using social media in my business. If I didn't have to, I would not. Um, but it does bring the benefit of being able to track down somebody and say, oh, they've got an Instagram, they've got a TikTok, they've got a Facebook. I can kind of you know, um, gently stalk them a little bit to kind of understand who they are, what they do, what they're working on, their style, without even ever having to meet them yet, without even ever having to set up a call. You have this opportunity to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit before you even do that. So if you see something that you're like, oh, well, they do this and that's not something I'm interested in, that just saves you a hell of a lot of time. Um, so utilizing social media is something that wasn't even available really um when i first started looking for coaches um i was like red pen circling things in the backstage newspaper <laughs> um but there wasn't even a lot for voiceover back then also um so it was more going to conferences i went to i i spent a lot of time going to vo atlanta um i did a lot of like workshops way early on in my career and and that's how I found people but now that there's social media there you really have no excuse not to utilize it even if you're like I hate social media I hate marketing myself I hate this this or this you really have no excuse not to use it because there's so many resources available through social that if you're not utilizing it that's just silly well I think this is a perfect segue. Again, we're talking about what I wish I knew before I started in VO. And we're still, we're still at, at home base. Like we haven't even gone to first base yet. We're not even talking <laughs> equipment. We're not talking demos. We're not talking auditioning. We're not even there yet, guys. I mean, that is how there is, so, it is so complex. 
you know, to, to really make a career out of this. So let's touch on something you mentioned and you said workshops because I am a super fan. <laughs> so I don't even need to do coach one-on-one coaching. I don't need to spend the, the $200 an hour or whatever they're going to charge. Let's talk about joining workshops. Furthermore, just doing an audit on a workshop and how empowering that can be, how enlightening that can be to learn from others, to see what it's like, to not even have to put yourself out there yet, right? And, you know, and, and you don't need equipment for it. Talk to us about, yeah, talk to us about utilizing workshops as an opportunity to get your feet wet. For sure. I wish... I wish I had done more earlier on. Um, and like you said, auditing, auditing a workshop is so genius because yes, you can see how the agent or casting director or actor works. And then you can see how your fellow voice actors work um, in the same space without without having to do anything. You can just sit back and, and soak in all of the knowledge. And then like three weeks, four weeks later, whatever, when you email the casting director, agent, whoever's running the workshop and say, hey, thank you so much for the workshop. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, looking forward to the next one or looking forward to whatever, whatever your little follow-up email is, they will remember you regardless of whether you participated in class or whether you audited it. I have gotten a lot of work from taking workshops from from people who remember me and they say hey are you still doing you know voice acting are you still a voice actor are you still doing x y and z and it could be a year later right it could be it could be a long time later but they remember you they remember that you made that connection and i wish i would have done that more earlier on and not been so afraid to talk to the people doing the workshops like that's what they're there for they are there they want to hear from you that no question is stupid you're not going to get blacklisted because you ask something or you do something like that is such a fallacy and I wish I would have been less afraid to engage I was so scared of doing something stupid or or fucking up and I let that kind of override my personality and my my person and my desire to um you know not look like an idiot uh which is inevitable now now I just now it's just out there like there's no stopping it but um I wish I would have had that confidence earlier on to ask and engage and just be involved whether you're auditing or not so for those in down below, if you don't know what an audit is, so for example, if you if, if there's a workshop and there's a casting director or, again, a coach of some sort, you have two options. You can be an active participant where maybe they'll send you scripts and you um, show up to the Zoom, the webinar, whatever, and you read those scripts for the casting director or the coach and you would get feedback. And, and maybe they say, oh, okay, go ahead and read it two more times and you do the things. But an audit, and that's one fee, by the way, and it's more expensive, obviously, because you're getting active feedback. But an audit, you pay significantly less. However, you're just watching. You you don't get to actively participate. You don't read. But let me tell you guys, you learn so, so much in these audits because, again, Mandy nailed it. You're listening to every person. You go, ooh, I wouldn't have done that. You're like, ooh, that was nice. And then maybe you're doing it to your, you know, you're sitting there and you're reading the script and you're going, how would I do it? And then you're also, you're literally getting 
feedback from a casting director or coach, although you, you know, you're getting it at a discounted rate and they're not telling you personally, you're still getting the information. You're learning what they're looking for in an audition. You're learning what they want you to do when they're speaking about conversational, what they want you to do with punctuation, what they want you to do with volume and different, different things. And so these audits are a really fantastic way to get a lot of information and a lot of learning. And, and like Mandy said, you don't have to do anything. You just sit and watch, but it's well worth the money. Okay. Let's keep going. Um, so let's go to, let's go to step two. What point, at what point do I need to start looking at equipment? So I've done, I've done some coaching. I've gotten my feet wet. Maybe I've taken some classes, some workshops. I've audit. Maybe I've even participated, put myself out there, engaged. And now I'm thinking I want to do something with this. <laughs> I think I want to <laughs> maybe try to, to make a buck, you know, some Starbucks money. So now what? Yeah, if if that is the trajectory and you're like this is no longer, you know, a hobby, this is something that I'm going to actively pursue as a career, I would advise you find an engineer, a sound engineer who you can talk to who will help you decide what kind of treatment you need either buying a soundproof booth, um, you know, from Soundbricks or wh Whisper Room or whatever it is that you're going to do, or if you're planning to go the DIY route and make your own space in your home, talking to somebody who knows what they who knows what they're talking about and can audit you your your sound and your space and can give you advice on the right treatments to to buy uh, is is first and foremost, like going out and buying, you know, soundproof blankets and moving blankets and foam, acoustic foam and paneling is, is like the, the number one thing I tell people not to do or to buy, you know, an expensive mic or, or even, uh, uh, people call them starter mics. Like why the fuck would you buy? Sorry. Am I allowed to curse? You're fine. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Why would you buy a starter mic if it's not going to be something that is actually going to help you move forward in your career, like the first mic you buy could be your forever mic or your mic that you use for a long time in your career before you upgrade. Like, I don't understand the purpose of buying something that you're only going to use for a little while as a starter to get your feet wet. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. If you're going to do this, like do it right and follow, you know, you can always, you can start small. You can buy a mic that's not as expensive as, you know, the Neumann or whatever, but you don't have to settle for something that's not going to serve you well in in the early stages of your career like i'm not saying you know buy the most expensive mic buy the neumanns but i'm saying buy something that's going to help you and not hinder you and the only way you're really going to know that is if you talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about and that would be a a sound engineer for sure yeah. and that's a great you're nailing it again about how all I'm doing, you know, if I get on YouTube or I see the TikTok video of the guy with the beard who says, all I got to do is stand in my closet and read the thing, you know. Oh, my and God, vomit. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, and again, it it's just the equipment and, you know, the equipment is one thing, but th that's your space is critical. 
and having a professional. Again, you have to view voiceover as an investment. I mean, the, I mean, you've spoken about this in many TikTok videos, Mandy, mm -hmm. that this isn't a hundred dollars. I'm all in <laughs> kind of business. And if you are, you will, your sound jobs, anything will be commensurate with that. And that's not what we want to educate the folks in this room. We want them to succeed and do it right. For sure. I, I mean, distinctly if, if remember. Goal... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just like, if your goal is not to do professional voiceover like if you want to you know do some uh non-paying gigs or some low budget things or some things that you find um you know fan produced projects or youtube things or whatever that's great like go do that and you don't need necessarily even a sound treated space to do that and you can do a lot of that on a usb mic that is that is a different sort of side of voiceover and if that is what you want to do go do that great god bless but as a professional that's not going to cut it next to the people who have the right things you know what i'm saying so if you want to compete at the level of other professional voice actors, there's going to be a very stark difference in your sound next, you know, if you're auditioning for something against professionals who have the, the right stuff, there's going to be a very distinct sound. And even if you are the better actor, even if you nailed that audition and you could do it in your sleep next to the people that you're up against, if your sound isn't as good as their sound, they will not choose you. Like that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, and I think we're looking at a difference too between, again, when we started and the information that we had available. Fortunately, I was married to a guy who did some sound engineering. So <laughs> it was easier for me to be able to sound treat my crazy attic and, um, you know, get a good starter mic that sounded good for my voice and level up from there. But now there's so much more information out there mm -hmm. and there's, um, there are people who can help you with that, that I didn't have access to in 2007. Right. In the middle of Schuylkill County. So <laughs> take advantage of the internet, take advantage of the people in this room, the people in the in the house, there's almost 600 of us there now. Ask a question. You know, we're happy to help. And even, um, you know, if you if you go to Sweetwater to buy your mic, you're not just buying off the internet. They assign someone to you, and you can ask that engineer questions all day long, mm -hmm. and they will help you choose the right gear for you. And they even have financing. So you can, you can make those decisions and you can, but it, you do have to expect to spend money if you're going to make money. Yeah, for sure. AB, what's up? I was going to say, I was going to say, I distinctly remember standing in Walmart wanting to, I was going to buy egg crate mattress, like a foam egg crate mattress to staple up on the wall of my walk-in closet. So I was like, this will work. I've seen mm -hmm. people with like, egg crates on their walls, right? <laughs> like, this is what I need. And, <laughs> and something just said, maybe you should look this up. And I did a quick Google search in the, in the aisle of Walmart. I remember turning to my husband and being like, I don't, I don't think this is what I need. And we ended up building me a studio in my house and researching and learning. But 
it was a, it was a leveling up process. You know, I worked in the closet for a while and then we built a studio in the house and then that Mm -hmm. didn't work anymore. And we, you know, went to the studio bricks. So it's like, it doesn't have to happen all at once, but you do have to take yourself seriously from the beginning and no stapling egg crate foam mattress to your walls will not help. It will do fuck all. A hundred percent of that. <laughs> Sorry, it it will. And those other like those sound shields that um people have that are like egg crate foamy that are like curved, those don't do anything either. Sorry. Um sorry, I'm not trying to be discouraging, but you have to be realistic about about these things and you know, spending money. I always tell people when you're first starting out, not to spend any money on anything. The only thing you should be spending money on is your education. Um, and that could be that could be years, honestly. It could be years before you start to invest in your career because depending on what kind of voiceover you're interested in, what your trajectory is, like I wish I would have spent, here's something I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known how to be a good business person and a good salesperson and a good marketer. And I wish I would have known that 80% of the things you do when you have your own voiceover business, because that's what you are. You are your own business as a voiceover actor. I wish I would have known how to be those things and that 80% of being a voice actor is those things and not just being behind the mic and recording and having, you know, fun. Um, it is fun, but being a good business person is a whole side of the industry that I knew I knew Jack about. And I wish I would have known that going in um, earlier on. There was a lot I had to learn <laughs> um, along the way and being thrown into the fire. And I, I would have done things so differently as I was building my business. Um, and I probably would be, you know, different uh, if I had done things differently. But we are where we are. And I'm telling you, if you are early on in your career, learn how to be a good business person, learn how to be an entrepreneur, learn what it means to be to wear all the hats, to be the C-suite, to be the HR, to be all of the things that a business has, because that's all you, baby. Well, you you're speaking my language here because I do um, quite a bit of consulting with new voice actors. And I can't tell you how many times they'll say, OK, I, I, I built my website and I've got a demo. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it does, you know, good folks. You can, you can do the, you know, the, this, this imaginary checklist, you know, like of things you think you're supposed to have, this fantasy of, of things you're supposed to do. But if you don't know what to do with it, once you've acquired your checklist, then again, like Mandy said, it's, it's really all for naught. If you don't know how to market yourself, if you don't know how to draft a, a quality email, if you don't know who you're reaching out to, if you aren't, you know, yeah, utilizing social media, you know, the business has changed. Small business has changed. And I have, I mean, I've had three businesses that I've started from the ground up. I've successfully sold two of them. There is a lot of trial and error, but you also have so much information through social media that allows you to learn from everyone else's mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. learn learning that business side, learning the marketing side, you know, you can, you can be the great voice actor and you can have the demo, but it it's, it is naive to think that once you do the, this magical checklist, that suddenly work just falls in your lap. It does not. I am going to just step in. We're like six minutes late. Um, 
but we're going to do a quick room reset. If you've just joined us, we're VO Booth Besties, and this is the first episode of our new series called VO 101, where we discuss fundamental topics about getting into the voiceover industry. Today, we have um, voiceover TikToker Astoria Redhead with us, and you may know her as that. We know her as Mandy Fisher. And we're just talking about what I wish I'd known before I got into voiceover or in the beginning of my voiceover career. Um, if you have any questions, please put them in the chat and NJ and Mandy, back to you. Excellent. AB, did you have any questions you wanted to drop in? Yes, we had a question. Um, and I think this is a great one to have a whole week on, a whole time period. Sorry, my buddy's coughing in the back seat. Um, but what is the uh what software do you feel like is essential for success that's a great question because we're all going to probably have a different answer okay software um software that i have used since day one um is hubspot it i i was sort of grandmothered into a lot of their free um their free things but having a crm is uh, I think is is kind of crucial, and you don't necessarily have to spend money on a CRM right away. You could just use a a, a spreadsheet, um, but you need to start tracking stuff: who you're reaching out to, when you're reaching out to them. Did they respond back to you? When? What was the conversation like? Was it a yes, no, or a maybe? Or or what? What is? What are the interactions that you're having with your potential clients and potential customers. Tracking all of that shit is uh, like of the utmost importance if you want to scale. So having a CRM, which is um, a customer relationship management system, I would say is is freaking top of the list of something that you should look into having. Um, my friend Brad owns upper level CRM and he it is it is a CRM made for voice actors. So I would check that out. But if you are in the early stages and you just want to, you know, start tracking shit, I would just go into Google and do a Google spreadsheet and, and start, start there. Um, so CRM, obviously a, a DAW is important. I like Twisted Wave. I am a tried and true Twisted Wave gal. Um, I think it's more robust than the free you know, free ones like Audacity, but it's not as intimidating to me as something like Adobe Audition or Logic or Reaper. Um, it does what I need to do. I've never had any problems with it. It's great. Um, Source Connect, which is a whole other, whole other thing I could rant about as I think Frank Verderosa is in here. Um, I, I had a re recent rant in one of my TikToks about um, why Source Connect is the most standard version of, of this platform that we uh, have to use because it drives me freaking nuts sometimes. Um, what else? Uh, I like the Adobe suite of things like, you know, for making PDFs and, and all of that jazz. So I would say, you know, just freaking pay for it. It's frustrating to, to pay for it, but you know, when you're invoicing and opening scripts, um, it's good to have. Um, so those are my top three, I think. I would agree. I am terrible, terrible, terrible with the CRM, but we do have um, Danny States joining us to talk about CRM on Monday. And I've seen Brad's, they're, they're similar. They're both voice actor focused. And if you are newer in the business, make it a habit. Start now, 
even if you have one client, track it, Mm -hmm. track everything and get used to tracking it. And then you're not like me (laughs) all this time later, just trying to scroll through emails and remember what was that person's name? What was that project? And trying to find the email. It, and even honestly, you know things like I have little notes in my in my in my clients um, profiles, and it sometimes you know they mention their birthday or they mention their kid or their dog or you know where they went on vacation, and I'll make a little note in their profile of all these little details that sometimes they provide, so it's all right there for me to see. And then the next time I talk to them, I can say, "Hey, how was that vacation? How's your kid? What's up with your dog?" Like. You know, making it personal comes over time. You're not going to forge all of that relationship stuff immediately, but it helps to build long lasting relationships and helps to keep you top of mind. Like, you know, if they are looking for an actor, a voice actor, and they're like, you know what, that Mandy, she remembered my dog Sparkles. Like, that was so nice. I'm going to reach out to her first before I reach out to this other person who, you know, who doesn't know sparkles. Like it, it, it's, it sounds silly and I'm making a little bit light of it, but the fact is when you make personal connections like that over time, it is going to make them long lasting clients, which again is how you scale and grow and maintain a business is by having returning clients. You don't ever want to get a client that's one and done. Sometimes it happens for sure, but you want to have them come back to you for for more for more work so that you can get the monies because this business is all about relationships i mean Mm -hmm. it is cliche i know people are like seriously let it go why can't i just call the man (laughs) and just tell him i'm a voice actor i even did a little tiktok um a little kind of voiceover a, a a lip sync to this actor that said i hate auditioning one just give it to me I already told you I can do the job. <laughs> just give it to me. <laughs> like, why can't we just get to the chase? But that's not how it works. I mean, this is 100% a pace yourself, relationship building. And the other thing you have to think about too, although, you know, online casting does give kind of a, um, a unrealistic view. Uh, you know, you think, oh, well, there's all these castings that are coming through, so it just must be happening all the time. But not every single agency is doing a campaign or do, you know, there there's gaps and there's working on smaller projects that don't need voiceover, but then maybe something's coming up like the Super Bowl or other events that would allow them to have a campaign. And, and just like Mandy was saying, you want to be that person that, oh yeah, you know, that's in the back of their mind and that, that they'll want to reach out to when the time comes. So, so don't fall into the trap either of thinking I, I should just be booking a job every single day three times a day. That that's just not, it's not always like that. No, no, it is not. <laughs> it would be great if it was, right? Um, but, but no, no, it is not like that. And those repeat clients may come back and say, Hey, I have a project you could be perfect for. Can you audition? And they've sent the audition to you and two or three other people who have made a connection with them just like you. And you may get it and you may not, mm-hmm. but at least they asked. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And they didn't go to Voices or Voice123 and just cast it out there. They they came back to you. Yeah. So it's important to make those connections. And so I, what, I, I would... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. Move, 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 move we'll it move forward. forward. Right. So, so 
let's just we're gonna we're we're actually doing fantastic on time and my gosh we have covered a lot <laughs> i didn't even know we'd get this far so <laughs> jumping jumping off with what you're saying and what i just said so i'm a new voice actor i've done some coaching feet are wet i have got my studio set up and i've got my equipment going now what how am i going to start finding work and work that is commensurate with standards and rates and that will really set me up for success. Do you, do you have some suggestions on that? I do. I would say, um, you know, there's a couple of options, right? You can, uh, and you should utilize a couple of options. You shouldn't just choose one revenue stream and think, okay, like this one avenue of finding work is going to be my only way of getting jobs. Like say if you, you start reaching out to agents and you, and you start working with an agent freelancing, by the way, as a voice actor, you should freelance with agents. Um, yes. If, if you are a legit actor and you want to sign across the board, then great. God bless. But as a voice actor, it's pretty common to, uh, work with multiple agents in non-competing markets. So I would say try to freelance with, with, a few agents in non-competing markets so that you are getting um, the most out of the audition pool. Um, but but you shouldn't just say, okay, I'm going to work with agents and that's it. I don't need to do anything else because that's, you're not, let me just be perfectly honest. Like you're not going to be able to make a full-time living just working with agents. You're going to have to do other kinds of legwork like direct marketing or getting on a P2P or using freelance websites or, um, you know, working with casting directors and production houses, getting on rosters. Like there's just, there's the sustainability of only having one revenue stream is none. <laughs> you need to have multiple goings that, that you have a constant influx of job opportunity. This goes back to my point that just because you have done your part and you've got the demo and you've got the website, the key is you have to do the work and you and you have to do it consistently. Um, we just met with um, Paul Schmidt, who is uh, he's got a marketing program and he does some business coaching. And that's one of the places where we all fall into a rut is that we go, yeah, well, I emailed everybody. And he's like, how many times? Once. Okay. <laughs> you know, like you, you've got, there's got to be effort here, folks. Like, again, Mandy said it, you could be the best of the best, but if you're, if you aren't working, if you're not net working, connecting, you know, feet on the street, making phone calls, doing emails, actively auditioning, making this full time can be very challenging. And, you know, to, to your point, again, like you can have all of the right things, be the best actor in the world, but baby, no one's banging down your door. Like no one's coming to you. You have to be the one to put yourself out there, make new content, find, you know, the ways to make yourself seen and heard and utilize the resources that are available in the world to, to promote yourself um, properly. So it, it, you, it's not just, you know, a one, one, one instrument kind of band. You, you are 
the band leader and all of the instruments to to make the full orchestra. But you you, you gotta you gotta be the one that's making the music because no one's no one's banging down your door for for the job. You have to go out there and 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 make it happen. And that's why I've I've told again several clients that I've worked with, you know, who they you know again they get told well on the checklist, you know, after I do this this and this, I need to to have a website. And I and I and I just I have to burst the bubble and go unless someone knows your name, <laughs> like specifically looking for Jen Greenfield VO, they're not going to find you. Like you're right. you're you're the effort you're exerting in some of these areas. But again, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's again like I'm such an advocate. You know, if you get to a place where your acting is there and your reading is good and you've got the space and you've done the coaching, you've got your demo. It needs to be going out to God and country. Do not, do not just think, okay, it's there and I've put it out into the universe and now it will come find me. So it won't. And I tell um, people all the time, like everyone I know, like literally every person I know has my demo or has my website link and knows, you know, that I'm a voice actor. I've gotten so many jobs and recurring clients because a friend of mine from high school now works at an agency and they call me in to do their animatics all the time. Like this person I hadn't seen in like 10, 15 years, I reached out to them on LinkedIn and was like, Hey, you know, I see you just got this job. I'm a voice actor. Let me know if you you know, need anything. And boom, like now I have recurring work like every single month because of that. So every person I know, literally every person, my neighbors, I've gotten work because my neighbor <laughs> works at an agency too. And they were like, Hey, are you still like doing that voiceover like thing? Can I get your information again and pass it on to my boss who does this thing? Like every fucking body should have your information even people that don't like you, like they should know that you're a voice actor because you just never know where the next opportunity is going to come from. And it could be like, oh, your cousin was at this bar and they met this person. And like, you just, you don't know. So everyone should have your information. Everyone should have your demo. Everyone should know, like if they go on your website, that there's going to be samples of your shit on there for, for people to hear. Because if you don't have that, like that's then what's the point? Like, what are you doing? Get it together. Have an easy readable website that has all the information on it, has samples of your shit, has a way to contact you and boom, you're done. It doesn't have to be this whole big, you know, beautiful marketing thing right away. It can be, it doesn't have to be, but if you don't have those things working in tandem for you, then you're doing yourself and your business a disservice. So guys, these are things we wish you knew, <laughs> wish we knew. Uh, that's, the, that's the point of this. Uh, Mandy is just a wealth of knowledge and we just want to cut through the noise, really do our best to provide you with quality, credible, current information on, again, JT even touched on it. I mean, to, st- to say you started in the industry 15 years ago and, and tell your story, that's great. That is not the story of 2022, <laughs> 2023. It's just not. And how we're finding work, how, you know, how casting directors are cast, just the whole, the whole machine has changed. For sure. And it continues to change. And, you know, the only way you're going to stay abreast of those changes is by taking, you know, if you're not booking, um, you know, consistently or, or as often as you like, the only way you're going to stay abreast of those changes is by taking workshops with working actors and casting directors and agents and 
communicating with other actors in the industry and being on social media and connecting with Facebook groups and, and of other actors, like those are the resources that I wish I had access to when I was, you know, a teenager, but now they exist and, and it help it can help you in, in insurmountable ways. So if you're not doing those things, I wish, I wish you would. That's excellent. So guys, we are coming to near the end of the hour and we, I, we know everyone's time is valuable. We a hundred percent appreciate Mandy being here and just sharing so much knowledge. Please, part of VOBB is community. Part of just the voiceover community as a whole, but follow each other, connect with each other on social media, fill out your profiles here on Clubhouse so that people know you're legit or that you're a working voice actor or you're aspiring voice actor. Like let's let's connect with each other. Let's build up this community so that hey, if another something goes on, you guys can reach out to one another, and we're really building up that community. Um, before you go, Mandy, we like to ask our guests three for fun questions, kind of James Lipton style. <laughs> so to get you to get to know you a little bit outside of VO, what singer, band, or composer are you enjoying right now? Um, well, I, I would say, uh, Billy Joel, uh, and Foo Fighters are kind of always constantly playing no matter what, uh, no matter nice. what music I try, it's always yep. like Billy or the Foo, but I recently started listening to this group called the Mowgli's. Um, they're, they're pretty bitchin and Betty who is also pretty new to me and interesting. So, you know, a little old, a little new. I like that. What? podcast if any have you been listening to lately oh my gosh don't keep your day job um by kathy heller it's amazing it's amazing there was her episode today had adam pascal who is a broadway oh, performer he I made know his, him <laughs> he made his debut in rent and he talks all about how rent like changed his career and his life and it's she has a lot of um she has a lot of amazing artists on that podcast and it is very inspiring, and I suggest it. Quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. Don't quit. No, I want to do. <laughs> I want to retire now. <laughs> okay. Don't quit your day. Awesome. And then, lastly, what is your favorite dessert? Oh, um, I think anything like lemon, like lemon things. I love lemon. Yum. Yum. I'm in. Yeah. We can be friends. Let's Excellent. be friends and okay. lemon it up. I love it. All right, JT, I'm sending it over to you to wrap us up. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mandy, for joining us. It was so nice to get to know you. Likewise. This was awesome. I appreciate you so much. And, and having this avenue to speak and touch the community is um, it's really special and valuable. And I appreciate you making this space and inviting me in. And we hope everybody here tonight will follow you on TikTok and join your Discord community and continue to learn from you there. Yes, please join. Please, please join. Would love to have you. And thank all of you in the audience for joining us as well. Um, before you go, if you scroll to the top, you'll see a link pinned to the top of our page. Um, the whole purpose of us starting VOBB was to support the community. And with the support of Tim Friedlander and NAVA, the National Association of Voice Actors, we are hosting a fundraiser now through February 20th. We have short sleeve tees, long sleeve tees, hoodies, women's cuts. Um, all of the proceeds 
go to NAVA. And NAVA benefits voice actors throughout the community. Um, they provide scholarships to conferences throughout the year. Um, if there's an actor in need, they reach out and help with finances. So it it supports our community. And it's just a fun little design. So if you're interested, please check that out. And we're excited to um, continue our conversation next week. It's going to be very interesting. So next week's topic on Thursday night is two takes. Can you do it? Do you know how to do it? So keep the conversation going between now and then. Connect with each of us on social, on LinkedIn. Follow VBB, VOBB on Facebook and Instagram. And we'll talk to you next week. Danny States on Monday and two takes on Thursday. Have a great night. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. VO Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.